This is an ABC podcast. Hello and welcome to the very last episode of Off Track. I'm Anne Jones and I thought that the best thing to do to celebrate the nine or so years of this program was to hand the program back over to you, the listeners who've kept us going and who've been flooding the off-track inbox with sounds. Like this one Nicole sent in from Nanup in WA on Wadani and Bibbulmun country. I also thought I'd answer some of the more persistent questions that I've received about off-track over the years. Here's how it all started. Way back in 2012. So we've just come out of the gully mm-hmm. and been exposed to, I guess, the first idea of these gardens of stone. There's sheer cliffs that are all just covered in these pagodas. Some bent around on each other, others like skate ramps. Incidentally, this is an area which would be open cut and all of this area would be... Uh, removed if the mining proposal by Colpac was approved. So here's the catch. The area that we've been exploring today is flanked on either side by open-cut coal mining leases. Mining's been in the Benbullen area for over a century, but for the most part, it's been underground. The creator and host of Off Track was Joel Werner, and he survived making Off Track for a couple of years before heading off to New York to make radio there. And then I started filling in for him, and eventually I took over the program, and Joel is subsequently surviving being my boss. For most of the history of this program, it's been made by entirely one person, first Joel and then me, then In the last couple of years, we were lucky enough to have Joe Kahn step into a part-time producer role and help keep the off-track ship afloat as we gained a bit of pace. One of the things I've loved about this program is receiving your recordings, especially where you narrate what's happening for me. G'day, my name's Anne Jones and you're listening to the ABC's Nature Program live at Macquarie Island. It's Stella Thomas pretending to be me while she was overwintering on Macquarie Island in the subantarctic a couple of years back. That long trumpeting note that you can hear is the sound of a king penguin adult locating its chick amongst the rookery. And the light, chirpy sound is the brown, fluffy chicks begging for their parents to come back and feed them. Surrounding the rookery, giant petrels eagerly awaiting for the week to fall. Here on Macquarie Island, you either eat or be eaten. Then there's recordings that are much, much more quiet. Like this one from Sian on Noongar country in Perth.
a boo book, had been visiting an enormous tree in her backyard. Nick sent in these beatboxing frogs from Chinchilla on Burangam country in Queensland. And the animals aren't the only musicians that are frequently in the off-track inbox. Over the years, I've received hundreds of emails asking me about the theme music for the shows. Where did it come from? Well, it came via ABC veteran, sound engineer and musician, Russell Stapleton. I mean, going back to 2012 was when RN was refreshed and so we had to make a whole lot of new themes, a team of three of us. The first thing we did was engage this um, Sydney electronica band called CK. We just hit record and they went for about two hours. I know this fabulous piano player called Tom O'Halloran who was in Sydney for a while but now he's back in WA, he teaches at Whopper. And he just came in and improvised over some of these chunks that we played him. It was amazing. He basically did everything he played on, he did in one take. And then we took it away and edited the bits of CK and Tom into these bits of themes. And on this one, I added little bits of synth and uh, extra bass lines and other bits and bobs. You know, I don't know what our thought process was really. I'd like to think that we heard that and instantly thought, wow, listen to those little synthesizers and bubbly, poppy, scratchy bits, they, they sound like you know, crickets or frogs or you know, little chirping birds or sea life bubbling away. But that's what's amazing about this theme, I think, that you know, once we, and once you, incorporated it into you know, the program, it sort of took on a life of its own. Well, you've done so much for Off Track over the years and not least of all that huge contribution to the music that plays at both the beginning and the end and sometimes throughout in different iterations throughout the program. So I really can't thank you enough for your contribution. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm always getting asked if the theme music can be purchased, and I'm sorry, not right now it can't. But the songs of nature come in many forms. Some, um, are more shouty than others. We get the sound of this guy only after the very heaviest rain. He actually lives in the rocks beside the pool. It's a saltwater pool, so I've never quite understood that. Sean Todd sent this in from Townsville. Just wondering if the frog experts know what I could do to um, put up some sort of breeding habitat for them because clearly they're not going to breed very well in a saltwater pool. I know just the woman to help with your question, Australia's frog queen, Jodie Rowley. This call belongs to the red tree frog, Latoya rubella. It's a small cream 
It's a reddish-brown tree frog that's widely distributed across much of Australia. And as Sean points out, this species does indeed call most often after heavy rain. And the call is ridiculously loud for such a small frog. The species breeds in dams, ponds and flooded ditches and salty or chlorinated pools won't be suitable for their tadpoles so these guys are getting a little bit confused. Now you can create a really fancy pond but this species is not that fussy and it will breed in bathtubs, other containers or really simple kind of ponds and actually having raised sides is fine for this frog because it's a tree frog, it has toe pads and it can climb and the ray sides may actually help keep out cane toads. So listen out for what frogs you have in your local area and do what you can to make sure they have the habitat that they need to breed in and thrive in uh, around us. Anyway, I hope the background noise of the kids playing doesn't override the frog sound. Thank you. I've had Jodie and experts just like her on so many times over the years answering silly questions and IDing sounds and speaking about their research, their love for nature, their mental health. We've covered so much. So thank you, Jodie, and thank you to everyone who has helped with their expertise. In fact, I got Jodie involved back in 2018 with one of my most favourite ever audience recordings. Take a listen. was from John Hayworth and it featured his mum, Frida. Now this recording was so good that I wanted to meet both John and Frida. Now 88, Frida is in a care home because of late onset Parkinson's and it's affected her voice. I'm Frida Hayworth. I'm 88 years old. Just had a birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday. Thank you very much. And where were you born? Born in, in Lancashire. Very, very pretty place. Yeah. Oh, how wonderful. Yes, yeah. it was. It was because I could no longer care for myself. Yeah. I had Parkinson's disease, mm. which had affected me, which has got worse. It's, it's progressing very rapidly now. And, uh, yes. I keep hoping to find a cure for it. But you don't. <laughs> Parkinson's disease has, over time, gradually taken mum's independence away. John Hayworth is her son. She's slowly lost the ability to walk very well. Her writing has become very small. Her voice has become very soft. With close family and close friends, I mean, we can bend down close to hear what she's saying. But in larger group situations, She's become more, more of a listener than a talker because it is so hard for her to project the voice for people to be able to hear her. What are some of the things that you've been going through in order to help your speech? I have speech lessons from a, a speech pathologist. That is, the speech pathologist has given Frida instructions to practice her low sounds. Low sounds. Ah, 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 ah. Were you a singer in your day? No. 
So sun, every Sunday I come round and pick Mum up and uh, we go for a walk first of all and this was a normal Sunday and I was wheeling her to the park, Subiaco Common and um, as I was entering the park Mum all of a sudden went ah <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on and I just kept going a bit further and she did it again, she went ah and Mum what What are you doing? Because, <laughs> you know, people were starting to look at us. There weren't many people, but they were sort of a bit puzzled at what was going on. Mum said, I'm having speech th- therapy and I've got to do these exercises. So I said, oh, OK, all right, oh, well, let's keep going. So we went and we went first of all past, um, it's like a recycled retic area. And Mum did ah. Ah. And I thought I heard an echo, and I stopped. I said, hang on, Mum, do that again. And she went, ah. Uh. <laughs> and blow me down, that sound came from the retreat area. <laughs> There's a pond there. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, do it again, and she did. It was a frog. I said, I've got to record this. (laughs) (laughs) And so Mum did it, and the frog responded. I then I paused and I said, but it doesn't respond when we're talking. It only happens when you go, so try a few different pictures. So she did, and it seemed to respond, you know, beautifully. (laughs) And it was like a conversation. So we went through the park and we go around this big pond and then we get to the other end and there's a little goldfish pond. That's where we normally stop and have a rest. And whilst we're resting, I said to Mum, just try it again. And she did. And blow me down, another frog responded ah to her ah just at the right pitch (laughs) but who is that responding to frida well dr jody rowley is a frog expert from the australian museum and she had a listen for us here at off track all this recording brings tears to my eyes it's so lovely to hear a connection between a human and the natural world And in this case, it's a connection between a lady and a male motorbike frog, Latoria mori. And they're called motorbike frogs because of their call. Sounds a little bit like a motorbike changing gears when they get really going anyway. (laughs) 
This large tree frog is a common inhabitant of ponds in and around Perth and it tends to call in the warmer months. With her ass, it appears that the lady has tricked a nearby male motorbike frog into thinking that she's another male motorbike frog. And as male frogs in general call to attract female frogs, he hears this, doesn't want her to get all the girls. He's got a bit of a fear of missing out. And so he decides that he's got to start calling too. He doesn't want her to get all the girl frogs. So not all frog species can be easily tricked like this, uh, but there are quite a few frog species where the males do have this fear of missing out and they can be triggered to call by a little impersonation. This recording of motorbike frogs from Perth was sent to the Frog ID app by Samantha Summers and you should absolutely download Frog ID and use it if you're in Australia. And so I didn't care that people were looking at us, did we really? So <laughs> as we were at leaving the park, I said, Mum, next week we come, there'll be a prince here, but it didn't eventuate yet, but we're still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> And in 2020, I heard from Frida and John, who were still at it with their walks, and even though Frida's voice was ever more quiet, she still got the giggles with the motorbike frogs. All right, frog, ready? Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> and again, ready? Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> there you go, Mum. Incredible. Yeah. I am very sad to inform you, though, that Frida passed away in her sleep in October 2021. But John said that she'd be thrilled to be remembered for singing to the frogs. The baton for serenading frogs has now been handed to a younger generation. Jasmine and Gracie, who are six and seven, and Louisa, Jasmine's mum, recorded themselves quacking with the quacking froglets in WA. It turns out you really can talk to the animals. And here's a recording that I took on my phone the other week. So there I was, sitting in the Royal Botanic Gardens in Melbourne, and I was approached by a magpie. And I simply switched my phone onto record, and I put it straight on the ground. And this magpie burst into strings of mimicry. A mask that flew. Wattle bird. Minor. Bicycle brakes. A bit of a siren. Oh, 
and back to its own carol. And then the plover again, the wattle bird, and on and on and on and on. Now, mimicry, especially of human sounds, what is going on there? And that brings us to what happens next. This is the last episode of Off Track. In its place will be a new program that is called What the Duck? You know, because every time I try to swear while writing a text message on my phone, it autocorrects to the duck emoji. And really, my whole professional career is just one big question mark followed by an exclamation point for emphasis, right? In more ways than one. But why is that bird mimicking those sounds? Why hasn't anyone worked out if spiders fart? What the hell is going on with snakes being able to climb stripper poles? Here's a preview of what's to come this year in What the Duck. Now, I'm just going to have to pause here because there is a jumping spider crawling all over my microphone and I just need to move in. So, consumption of fresh, warm camel feces. Oh, he doesn't want to be caught. As a remedy for bacterial dystrophy. And German soldiers confirmed that it worked in World War II. So, there you go. All right. We got you. Yeah, Nazis eating apple-sized fresh camel shit is a story that I had to chase up. (laughs) They are among the oldest farming animals in the world. You are the guy that shot those lyrebirds. And so we think they started farming about 86 million years ago. Yes, that's correct, and, and it's been the bane of my existence. Oh, you're a horrible bird. Did you say hello, Pop? And the people called these patches of forests Devil's Gardens. And I was wondering if you could talk to me about whether you um, say any swear words. And I'm being pecked by a Cape Baron goose at the moment. You know, like, you you bloody wanker. I, I just didn't believe it. So as an owner of a spine myself, I have noticed that as time goes on, it gets achy. And so do snakes ever throw their back out? That's incredible. I bet you've had a hashtag WTF moment when you're out in nature or you've got a question that really needs answering. Record yourself telling me about it and send me the audio. The new show has a new email address, whattheduck at abc.net.au. Thanks to Kari, Cameron, Robert, Scott, Penny, Kate... Robin Williams, Joanna Khan, John and Frieda, Jody, Jasmine, Gracie, Louisa, Nick, Xian, and Rashmita, who recorded these particular birds. And all the people who have sent in recordings from all over the world. And all of the experts who have shed their work and often shared their soul with me and the microphone. So while the off-track adventure pack is getting put in the cupboard for now... I can absolutely promise you that we will still have many laughs and OMG moments in the new program called What the Duck. Search for it in the ABC Listen app or wherever you find your podcasts. 
and keep listening to RN because that's, that's when I'll take you somewhere else. That's when I'll take you somewhere else. As a nature lover and Australian currently living in Germany, as a suburban dweller, Off Track takes me out into the rich Australian. All the glorious sounds captured. Stories and sounds about the animals that I love and miss have brought me so much joy. And broadens the horizons of my imagination. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing these stories and conversations. I hope to hear the program again soon. Cheers. And that's when I'll take you somewhere else. That's when I'll take you somewhere else. That's when I'll take you somewhere else. That's when you take. And that's when I'll take you somewhere else. So finally, and that's when I'll take you somewhere else. Nice one, Jonesy. See ya. I'm Anne Jones, and I'll always be ready to take you somewhere else. And the next adventure is called What the Duck. I'll see you there.